0: Money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show.
1: So, welcome everybody to the uh, Texas Real Estate. Investor Association, Texas REIAs. Um, tonight we're actually going to kick you off by sharing with you a, a short market update, a State of the Union update uh, here at the RIA, Every month uh, we update all the statistics for what's going on in the real estate market uh, across the great state of Texas and uh, then we share it uh, with the members of the RIA. So where are we right now? Well, I'll start by kind of giving you the very high-level picture, how's Texas doing? And then we'll kind of zero in onto some of the cities. And I will uh, tell you in advance, these are not my slides, so I'm presenting somebody else's presentation, but I'll do the best that I can. So what's going on with the real estate market? Well, it's no secret that interest rates gone back to normal, they've gone up, right? And when real estate prices, uh, when real estate uh, interest rates go up, what does it do to home prices? They go down? They go like this actually um, you know the forces on the real estate market are both up and down I mean but by, by certainly you know mortgages are less affordable right so the affordability is lower which which drives prices uh, down uh, but there's other factors you know inflation uh, you know people always talk about inflation real estate prices I'm sorry uh, interest rates are going up because of inflation right? Uh, and usually, when people talk about inflation, they talk about it like in a negative context, right? I disagree. I love inflation, uh, but as a real estate uh, investor and owner, I just have a different name for inflation. We call it appreciation. <laughs> you know, yeah, we like inflation. Well, lot, lots of real, lots of inflation, please. Um, and, you know, so so that's driving prices up. Uh, other things are driving prices up. Uh, here in Texas, uh, we actually have a housing shortage, and it's getting worse, right? Because interest rates are going up guess what? Builders are building less houses, okay? And this is creating a long-term pressure on the market, because even though, right, builders are starting to build less houses, guess what? Just as many, if not more people, are moving to Texas, and Texans keep having babies. So, (laughs) demand is rising, right? Uh, But the supply is not keeping up. And whenever you have demand going uh, up and supply not keeping up, that causes prices Uh, to take off. So there's forces that are on the market that are both pushing prices up and pushing prices down. I've been doing this as a real estate investor for 20 years. uh, And people are like, is this 2008 all over again? This is not even resembling 2008. 2008 was a very classic uh, bubble. And uh, you had exaggerated demand, right? Subprime lending, right? Anybody that could fog a mirror held under their nose got a loan, right? It was the stupidest thing ever. And they just gave everybody loans, right? and so people were buying houses and everybody wanted to buy a house, right? You know, Whether they got a job or not. Uh, and builders were building like crazy and, and people were buying like crazy. Uh, and we just overbuilt by cr- crazy degree. And then the whole thing just stopped, right? Lending stopped in 2008, the banks went bankrupt. Do you know the government actually changed the definition of bankruptcy in 2008? Remember that whole argument, mark-to-market. That that was the banks were bankrupt, but they didn't call it bankrupt. But they were bankrupt by any reasonable explanation of uh, you know definition. Uh, and lending just stopped. They didn't like slow down. It just hit a wall and stopped. So demand went right. So we had this huge amount of supply and no more demand. And of course, boom, uh, the market burst. Um, this is a completely different market. Uh, demand is slowing down. That's true. Prices are. Uh, you know, mortgage uh, costs are, are up. That's true, but, but we're not keeping up with housing. And we didn't build too many houses to begin with, and people keep it having babies uh, and keep moving to Texas. So what's going on in the market? You got this going on, right? There's some things pushing things up and things pushing things down. So where are we right now? Sales prices are down, but not much, right? In the state of Texas, they're down a whopping 1% uh, for the average price. Median price down a whopping uh, 3%. Now, every market varies a little bit, so we'll talk about market by uh, by market. Uh, days on market, uh, it's a little higher, 49 days on average to sell a house versus 25 a year ago. Months of inventory, uh, 3.2. Last year, there was 2.1. Um, does anybody understand? Let, let's make sure we all understand. What is months of inventory? Months of inventory means that like, if, if, if we stop putting any houses for sale, if just the only houses we're going to have to sell are the ones that are on the market. We're going to not add any more markets, any more houses to the market to sell. How long would the would the inventory last? Right, that's that's months of inventory. And, and another way to look at it is like how long, on average, does it take to sell a house? And uh, last year is 2.1 months. Do you know how freakishly, ridiculously low that is? So to put things in perspective, you know, when there's less than six months of inventory, you have what's called uh a seller's market when there's more than six months of inventory you have what's called a buyer's market okay we went from a seller's market of a lifetime to just a strong seller's market it's still a seller's market three freaking months of inventory that's like nothing right like six months is where you start getting into a buyer's market uh so yeah people are like oh the market's down well yeah it's down a whopping one (laughs) percent we're now at three months of inventory instead of two okay um, so where are we going? It's not changing a whole lot. Pending sales is, uh, uh, what is it? It's not not dramatically different on a statewide basis. It varies a little bit from city to city. We'll talk about the different cities. Total active listings is up. There's more houses available to buy. And that naturally happens when the inventory uh, grows. So this is the big picture for where we are in Texas. Uh, some stuff up, some stuff uh, down. Not huge changes, although it's certainly Uh, changed trajectory, right? We were in a boom, 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 boom market, and it leveled off and now starting to come down uh, a little bit. So let's go into some of the different cities, uh, starting with Austin. So here we are in Austin. Austin had the biggest run up and is having the biggest run down, the biggest uh, correction, uh, if you will, but it's not really much, right? We are down a whopping 8% on the average sales price, but look at what the average sales price is. Is that number correct? Holy cow! Is this San Francisco or is this Austin? No, this is Austin. Okay. Yeah, we did a little research on the name Austin. Uh, we actually determined it's actually Latin for San Francisco. But uh, yeah. Uh, holy cow! Average sales price six hundred freaking thousand dollars. I mean, think about that. Yeah, it went up to the moon and now it's coming down a little bit. You know, this is compared to statewide. The average sales price is four hundred and 34 so austin is by far the most expensive place in texas uh to live and uh, to buy real estate uh median price a little more reasonable 483 uh down a little bit actually down more it's down down about 10 percent again a big run up and now it's uh it's run down a little bit days on market 61 days that's not a lot versus 18 last year austin had a freakish market a year ago man you put a house on the market sell selling a weekend or multiple offers that's not happening uh anymore now we're getting into more of a uh normal-ish market but it's still 3.7 uh months of inventory that's still considered a seller's market it's not the seller's market on steroids that we had before uh but it's still a seller's market uh closed sales are down a little bit eight percent down pending sales are actually up uh that's interesting uh, 3,100 versus 28. So again, it's kind of a mixed message here. Uh, you know, active listings uh, is up uh, as well, which, which always happens when the inventory goes up, the, the number of active listings goes up. So that's where we are here in Austin. Uh, and it's kind of a mixed bag, right? you know, some things up, some things down. Uh, Prices certainly down, but not down like 30% or some crazy amount. I would say that they were going into the stratosphere and now they're kind of coming back into the atmosphere. Uh, Dallas, uh, average sales price in Dallas, what is that? 520, down a little bit, 3%. Median price down 5%, days on market, uh, 41 days, a little better than Austin. Uh, Closed sales down 4%, not a whole lot. Uh, Two and a half months of inventory, still pretty strong market, less than three months of inventory. Pending sales in Dallas is down a little bit, about 7%. Active listings is up uh, about 16%. Houston. uh, Houston is the market that uh, has had the least amount of change. Uh, Average price just down half a percent. Uh, Median price down 2.5%. Days on market, 45 versus uh, 28. Uh, Months of inventory, a little more than Dallas, 3.1, but still pretty strong. Uh, market, Uh, closed sales down about 13%, pending sales down about 5%, active listings up uh, 28%. And then San Antonio, you know, for a lot of Austin investors, San Antonio is kind of our, uh, sometimes we call it our poor baby brother. I mean, um, in Dallas, uh, a lot of people in Dallas invest in Fort Worth. Fort Worth is considered the affordable, uh, you know, Dallas. And in some ways, San Antonio is kind of the affordable uh, alternative to Austin, Not, not that far away but much more affordable, right? The average price in San Antonio, 396, and it's flat, hasn't gone up or down. Uh, you know, San Antonio, um, you know, most affordable city in Texas uh, of, the, of the major cities. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's not having the biggest uh, adjustment, obviously, in uh, in price. Median price is down a little more, uh, 6% days on market, 64 has gone up a bit, 3.7 months of inventory, uh, a little higher than we might expect, Pending sales down a little bit, 13% active listings is up uh, quite a bit uh, versus last year. So what to expect? You know, um, you can't tell the future, um, you know, but you can make some judgments about what we expect. Most of the experts say interest rates are probably peak. Who thinks interest rates are probably peak? Let's do a consensus of the audience. Who thinks they're going to keep going up? Who thinks they're going to keep going up? Who thinks they're going to go down? Okay, you're not all voting, so who has no idea? <laughs> A lot of you. Okay, well you're not. There's no right or wrong answer, uh, but most of the experts, like you know, I was reading, uh, the Fed chair is kind of debating: Do I raise interest rates again? Yes, no, not quite sure. Nobody really knows. We we may have had it uh, in terms of uh, raising interest rates. Uh, Most of the experts say they expect interest rates to come down uh, next year in 2024. And that means we're at or around probably the peak in interest rates. So the interest rates driving price down is probably not gonna get worse. Could I be wrong? I don't know, right? But if it does go up again, it probably won't go up a lot or for very long. Now, that being said, the housing shortage continues to be a problem And it's a problem that's not getting any better anytime soon because we're just not building as many houses as people are moving to Texas and having babies in Texas because people keep moving to Texas and having babies here. And over the next few years, that will drive price probably more than interest rates unless interest rates rates go really crazy uh, more than anything else because everybody's got to pretty much live somewhere and uh you know you know when there's more people than there are houses and and we're not building enough for for the the anticipated demand that's what drives prices uh, up uh net net don't expect much uh we're kind of where we are uh things could get a little better things could get a little worse but they probably won't change much we don't expect some big boom or some big crash uh, on the horizon and i will say texas areas has been predicting real estate markets uh for 20 years uh and um every year we do an annual forecast at the end of the year and every year the forecast has been you know right on target like within a couple percent it's really not that hard to predict real estate compared to some other things like the stock market i have no idea what's going to happen in the stock market the economy i have no idea what's going to happen in the economy But real estate is not the same thing. Real estate, you know how many people are being born, you know how many houses we're building, uh, you know what your migration is, how many people are moving here, you know what your demand is gonna be in in, in the future, and you know what your supply is gonna be. And when you put all those factors together, you pretty much have a pretty good idea uh, of where things are going. And all of that tells us, don't expect huge changes up or down. So it is what it is, uh, and enjoy it, uh, because there's lots of opportunities to make money right now, right? Uh, when's the best time to invest? Uh, you know, 20 years ago. When's the second best time to invest? Right now, okay? It's like, when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago, right? And, and you know, if I could go back 20 years and do anything different, I wish I bought more. A lot of my wealth today came from decisions I made 20 years ago, but you can't go back, right? But you can do anything you want going forward. So that was a little market update. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Now I'm gonna switch gears And we're going to talk about strategies and some of the ways that you can make money taking advantage of the market we're in. We're going to talk about the top 12 real estate investing strategies for today's Texas market, uh, active and passive. Uh, For those of you that didn't uh, hear, I introduced myself briefly. Usually I get introduced when I'm giving a talk, but my name is Phil Grove. I'm a real estate investor. I've been doing this since 2003. Uh, My claim to fame is I've taught over 100,000 people mostly in texas how to invest in real estate so i'm a pretty well-known speaker about real estate Uh, i own a 30 million million portfolio of houses mostly all here in central texas here in austin Uh, i've invested over 300 million dollars worth of commercial uh, real estate i've been doing this for 20 years and i use all of the active and passive commercial and residential real estate investing strategies. I like to think I'm not really biased. You know, when you say, what's the best strategy? My best answer would be yes, they're all good, right? And and commercial, residential, active, passive, and it just depends on kind of what problem you're trying to solve, right? If you tell me what problem you're trying to solve, I'll probably give you some pretty good advice on how real estate might be able to solve that problem for you. Uh, for all of you guys online, we're broadcasting online. If you are watching us on GoToWebinar, you are live. So keep watching. If you're on uh, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, uh, or Facebook, you may or may not be live, uh, but if you'd like to come to an upcoming live event, just go to texasrias.com forward slash live. So this presentation, by the way, is sponsored by the Texas RIAs, the largest by far network of real estate investor associations in the great state of Texas with tens of thousands of members. So then why does that matter and why do you even care? Well, the reason you should care is because real estate is local, laws are local, contracts are local, contractors are local, houses are local, buyers and sellers—they're all local. There's 30,000 books and YouTube videos out there that talk about how to invest in real estate, and and they generally talk about how to do it anywhere. Well, how to do it anywhere is how to do it at 30,000 feet. But real estate is not actually bought and sold at 30,000 feet. Real estate is actually bought and sold at zero feet. So if you want to know what laws apply here and and which neighborhoods to invest in here and what strategies to use here right and and where to find the money here where do you get all that you get that at your local real estate investor association and my job is to make you all into educated and contributing members of this community so why am i here well i do appreciate the opportunity to speak with you guys here tonight your time is valuable and i'm gonna uh repay you for your valuable time by sharing some very valuable training and information with you. Tell you a little more about my background. 2003, I went from working in a 9-to-5 job that by then I hated to eventually making over a million dollars a year investing in real estate. I've been doing that for many, many, many years now. And over the next show, maybe up to 90 minutes, I'll tell you a little bit about what I learned and what I did right. I'm also going to tell you about what I did wrong. Because the best way to learn is not from your mistakes. It's from what? Yeah, other people's mistakes. And I'll say it again, experience is the toughest teacher there is. You get the test first and you get the lesson after. Trust me, that's not how you want to learn how to invest in real estate. So we're going to share a little tribal knowledge uh, and encourage you to participate as well. So what are we going to learn? How about a bunch of different strategies to make money in big chunks, right? That sounds good, doesn't it? But I'm not here to just sound good. Okay, I'm here to teach you. And, and one of the things I learned about real estate is the beauty of real estate is it's a transaction-based business. That's, that's the first thing I wanna teach you. Um, most people make money in a job. There's a problem with that because a job is fundamentally an exchange of time for money. And, and the reason you can't really get wealthy working in a job is there's only so much time you can exchange, so many hours a week, month, year, literally only so many hours left of you, of the rest of your life you can exchange, right, for money with a job. But real estate's what we call transaction-based. And that means you do this and this and this, you get a check, you do this, this, and this again, you get another check. And if you do these transactions the right way, in a scalable way, uh, there's no limit to the number of transactions you can do. Like, for example, I don't have enough money to actually be a real estate investor, and and Donald Trump does not actually have enough money to be a real estate investor, and none of you have enough money to be a real estate investor. You just get over it. I'm sorry, you don't. You got half a million dollars in your checking account. Good for you. Go buy a house. Now you're done. Okay. That was it. <laughs> can't buy another house. You just spent all your money on the first house, right? No. Right. You, 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 you can't buy another house until so you sell that house. No, no. You have to be prepared in this business to buy any property at any price at any time. You have no idea what that incredible opportunity of a lifetime that just pops up tomorrow is going to look like. So you, you better get comfortable, right, doing this with other people's money right? Now you're going to have to pay for the money, but it's really the deal that pays for the money, right? You can't be everywhere at once. You don't know everything. You don't have an unlimited amount of resources, but actually that's not true. You actually can be everywhere at once, uh, and you actually do know everything, and you do actually do have an unlimited amount of resources when you work with others, right? When you look around this room, what do you see? And this will tell you your mindset. Do you see your competition? That's not what I see. I see partners, lenders, borrowers, deals leads opportunity and money right and that's called the abundance mindset and when you start thinking that way right how to do this in a scalable way right then it scales like i realized when i became a real estate investor 20 years ago i wanted to make a lot of money that was one of my goals well to make a lot of money i need to do a lot of deals okay so to do a lot of deals i need to do the deals in some scalable way right so i don't have enough money i got to use other people's money i can't be ever at once i got to partner with people that are in the places i want to be like trusted boots on the Ground. I, I don't. I don't have an unlimited amount of knowledge. Well, well, I got to work with people maybe smarter than me, right? That know things I don't know. Now I'm going to have to pay them, compensate them, to get them to want to work with me. But that's okay, because it's so much more. You can make so much more money getting fifty percent of a thousand deals and hundred percent of five deals. And once you start to think that way, then this thing scales up. Uh, how about how to turn even a small IRA into millions of dollars tax-free? I'm going to demonstrate that for you in my presentation. I think you'll be impressed. How about how to acquire $10 million in rental properties Uh, with little or no money, and no credit. My wife and I own $30 million worth of houses, uh, mostly uh, here in Austin. Now, if I wanted to buy $30 million worth of houses, traditionally, I'd have to put down 20% every time I bought a house. I'd have to be a multi-millionaire just to become a millionaire. Well, I wasn't a millionaire when I started investing in real estate. So how in the world was I able to buy $30 million worth of houses Right? Without being a millionaire, well, I had to learn other ways to buy houses. I had to learn how to buy houses even with little or no money and with no credit. And once you learn how to buy real estate with little or no money and no credit, then how much real estate can you buy? All of it. How much do you want to buy? All of it. You know, when I ask you guys a question, if you say all of it, you're probably going to get it right, okay? Just little advanced tip. So, yeah, I'm going to teach you that as well, and I think you're going to like that trick a lot. That's probably my very best trick. So then great, so then how come everybody doesn't make a million dollars a year investing in real estate? Well, honestly, uh, most people get stuck, usually right out of the gate. And I'm gonna tell you, I don't claim to be the smartest guy in this room, but one thing I do bring to this room is that I've been to this room before. And you guys are all real estate investors or wanna be real estate investors or wanting to take your real estate to the next level. And this journey you're on, it's probably very new to you. But I'm going to tell you it's not new. You know, millions of people have traveled on the road you guys are on right now. And I'm going to tell you, everybody that gets in this business, here's what I've learned. They all have all the same thoughts, the same self-limiting beliefs, and they all make all the same mistakes and the same right-wrong terms. And, and just knowing what that is before, right, we call that sharing tribal knowledge, can be very, very helpful. So people get stuck, for example, when they get started. So what's the problem? Well, it's usually the same problems over and over again. Fear is a big problem. A lot of people are just afraid to do it. I was scared to death. When I was sitting in these chairs 20 years ago, I'm afraid I'm going to lose money. I'm afraid I'm going to make a bad decision. Fear paralyzes a lot of people right at the starting blocks. Next problem, finding deals. Good deals are hard to find. Anybody that says good deals are easy to find is either a liar or a fool. Okay, the hardest thing about this business is finding the deals. But I'm going to show you where you look, and it's probably not where you think. Uh, And then finally, doing deals. What I love most about being a real estate investor is so many ways to do it. I'm going to teach a whole bunch of different ways to do this, stuff you're not going to learn watching HGTV. So for most people, these are the problems. And honestly, most people never get past these problems. But here's the really good news. I'm going to help you guys get past these problems exactly the same way that RIA helped me. Because this is what real estate investor associations are really good at, right? Long-term, deeply resourced communities of investors sharing tribal knowledge and resources and helping people I right, get past these things. So I'm gonna help you guys get past this exactly the way the RIA helped me. It was this RIA within Texas RIAs that I actually was the very first one I joined literally 20 years ago. All right, a little disclaimer to kick us off here. I'm gonna to have to take a deep breath for this. This subject matters for educational purposes only. We are not lawyers, CPAs, financial planners, etc. You should always have your contracts, taxes, business plans, etc., reviewed by an attorney and/or financial advisor before completing any real estate transactions. Government regulations also require that I disclose that the results that I discuss are not typical results. I am an action taker, and I have achieved remarkable results. And the investors I talk about are action takers, and not your typical average people. I believe average people don't take any action and therefore get zero results. Only you can decide if you're going to be a typical average person or an above average action taker. You know, here in Texas, we have kind of a special saying that sums this all up. And the saying we have in Texas is all hat and no cattle. What does that mean? Everybody says they're gonna roll up their sleeves. Everybody says they're gonna go out and do something. But most people go out and do what? Nothing. I heard of the 80-20 rule? 20% of the people in the world pretty much make all the money. I think in real estate investing, it's more like the 95-5 rule. It's like 5% of people invest in real estate. But the ones that invest in real estate, they don't just make money, they make gobs of money. Incredible amounts of money. Do you guys realize that almost 80% of the millionaires in this country got their all or in part through investing in real estate? Let me translate that for you. It's really, really hard to become a millionaire not investing in real estate. But you can't be all hat and no cow. You do have to roll up your sleeve. You have to take action. So for example, how many of you have owned a house over the last two or three years? Who's owned a house over the last two years? Oh, nice, you're a lot richer than you were two or three years ago, aren't you? Yeah, what if you had five? What if you had 20? What if you had 200? And you had other people paying off the mortgages on those. And how much richer would you be? Yeah, well, let's do that. Can't go back, but you can do that going forward. So let's talk about some of this stuff. Fear. If this seems a little scary, I get it. I can relate. Uh, And I I think I can help. Uh, In fact, we have helped so many people here at the RIA uh, transform their lives. Uh, We actually sponsor a show where every single week we interview one of you, somebody in the network, whose lives were completely transformed uh, with little help from becoming real estate investor. We call the show, uh, Houses Flipping People. You know, most of the shows are about people flipping houses. Well, this is people flipping houses where the houses flip the people because their lives were transformed. And I'll tell you a few stories. We interview every single week, we interview somebody different, Flavia right here in Austin, single mom owns a pandemic, I'm sorry, owns a uh, bakery and then a pandemic happens, right? So she loses her bakery like that comes to the rear and like, help, I'm a single mom. I need to make money doing something. I can't be a baker anymore. Uh, taught her how to flip houses, flipped 15 houses, never going back to the bakery. Uh, Jeff came to us and said, wow, last week was a bad week for me. Uh, I got a divorce and I got fired in the same week. <laughs> so kind of a double whammy. I need a plan B, something to do instead of all that. And uh, taught him how to flip houses, made half a million dollars of net profit in his first year as a real estate investor uh and he's never going back to that job uh or that wife uh mike and vanessa uh mike and vanessa are general contractors here in the ria there's a lot of contractors and all kinds of power team members in the ria and so they were working for the investors in the community right they they fixed and flipped some houses for me and other members of the network but they noticed that the investors are making the big bucks while they're doing most of the work right so they came to me And they said, we really want to be the investor, not just the general contractor. Can you teach us how to be the investor? Uh, So I taught them how to do fix and flips. And in their first year, they only did one fix and flip uh, as investors. Um, Olivia, how much money did they make on that one fix and flip?
0: Only $2 million, right here in Austin. Only $2
1: million net profit. So if you're only going to do one deal a year, how about you make $2 million of extra net profit on that one deal a year? Uh, So, yeah, they bought a house in Terrytown for $900,000, pretty much tore down to the studs, completely rebuilt it, sold it for $5.7 million. Very nice property. uh, Made net, net, net. It was 100% financed with the people in this network, uh, net, net. $2 million uh, net profit on a single fix and flip. Now, they're actually working on 14 more projects right now, uh, so they're going to do much, much better uh, this year. But we actually have the host of our show here. Olivia, can you come on up here and uh, tell everybody a little bit about the show? And, you know, I'm going to just encourage you guys uh, go ahead and subscribe. It's online, it's on YouTube. If you subscribe to the channel, you get little inspirational videos every week, and you get to see your peers, right? The people in this network and hear their stories uh about how real estate has transformed their lives so olivia tell everybody a little bit about the show uh
0: so yes yeah, so i'm olivia and i travel between austin dallas Houston and san antonio and some other areas as well Intervening investors from this network pretty much being taught by phil grove uh how the uh, how much has real estate transformed their lives uh, not just their life but their family and everyone around them as well
1: Yeah. And every single week we interview somebody. I'll tell you just a couple more of the stories because these are great stories. Go watch the episodes like that, 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 that house. Mike and Vanessa, it's amazing house. We take you through the house and tell the whole story. Uh, Huberto, uh, engineering student, uh, wanted to did a side hustle, uh, real estate, taught him how to do real estate, uh, made $300,000 on his very first flip. Not bad. And during the interview, Olivia said, uh, "Huberto, are you working on any other projects? And he said, yeah, I'm actually working on 24 other projects. Uh, Not bad for a side hustle for a kid in college, an engineering student. Uh, Chris came to us and she did something I think is really smart, so I'm gonna recommend this. You know, most people, when they get started in real estate, what do they do? They read some books, they watch some YouTube videos, they're like, honey, let's go flip a house, right? They more or less try to figure it out on their own. Sometimes they make money, sometimes they lose money. Well, here's like another idea. How about, instead of all that, why not, why not partner on your first deal with somebody who's maybe done hundreds of deals before? Leverage their experience, their money, their power team, their resource, learn how to do it the right way, and then split the profits. What do you think of that? So that's what Chris did. Now, I know what everybody's saying. Everybody always asks me the same thing. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would a multi-millionaire real estate investor want to partner with a rookie? Why would they do that? Well, I'm going to share with you a fact of life. This is just a fact of life. If you ever want to do business with someone operating at a higher business stature than you, you're going to have to help them before they're going to help you. That's just how it works. I'm sorry. That's how it works. So what could you possibly do to get a multimillionaire real estate investor to wanna help you bring them a money-making deal? And that's exactly what Chris brought to me. So she brings me this deal. She's like, what do you think of this deal? I said, that's a money-making deal. And then she said, would you partner on the deal with me? I said, for half the profits, heck yes, right? I get half the profits. She learns how to do it the right way. I call that a win-win, right? She's done many, many deals since then. Uh, Carlos, petroleum engineer is tired of doing that. Taught him how to flip houses, flipped over a hundred houses. Uh, Elizabeth is a marketing executive down in San Antonio and got tired of the corporate climbing the ladder thing. Uh, taught her how to flip houses, quit her job, flips houses. During the interview, Olivia's like, how much money have you made from what Phil taught you? So it's like, well, I don't want to give you numbers. Just tell us. Didn't you? Can you give us some kind of number? Well, I have, what do you say, $6.7 million yeah. in the bank right now. Not yeah. bad. Uh, Buddy was an insurance uh, adjuster, a state farm. Uh, tired, burned out, taught him how to flip houses. Flipped 150, not like one or two, but 150. They have a car salesman who flipped 60 houses. Uh, Eddie, also here in Austin. Eddie came here from LA, Los Angeles, who's a film producer. And um, I think California has a program where they pay people to move to Texas. I'm not sure. Is that true? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it feels like it, right? Well, anyway. So Eddie wanted to move. He was starting a <coughs> start a family, Start a family. And he says, I don't like the culture in L.A., I want to raise my family in Texas. So he moves to Texas, but he's got a problem, right? He's a filmmaker. They're not making a lot of films here uh, compared to there. So he's got to make money doing something new here in Texas. Taught him how to flip houses, and he flipped over 100 houses. Not bad. And during the interview, Olivia said, Eddie, how much money uh, have you made from what Phil told you told, taught you uh, flipping houses? Because he didn't know anything about real estate uh, before he came here. And he just kind of smiles. He says, I've made a lot of money. And, and Olivia's kind of like, come on, can you give everybody a number? Like, like, just like how much? He's like, well, I can tell you I'm now worth more than $10 million. So, not bad for an ex film producer from LA. startup. We have firemen, we have airline pilots, flight attendants, uh, we have a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, right, that we've transformed her life, uh, you know, in every week. Uh, you know, we interviewed somebody. And Olivia, you are also a real estate investor. Can you yeah. tell everybody about kind of how you got started investing in real estate?
0: Uh, so I came in at this uh, network and I was a, I was a guest. So whoever is a guest here, you are in the right place. Uh, I did not know anything about the real estate investing uh, at that time, born and raised in Brazil. That sounds cool, but when your parents decide to throw you in the middle of the Amazon, that's where I grew up with no power, no water supply, with rivers and everything. The real deal, organic as it can be. Uh, so moved to, so of course, they did not know anything about real estate investment. So I grew up and not know anything about it. So when I came over here, listen to it all sounds great, but I could not afford anything whatsoever at the time. I couldn't even afford a house. I was renting in Round Rock at the time. And uh, had about $50,000 in red on my credit cards, not pretty whatsoever. And it gets worse, I was going through a divorce, two teenagers not know where I was going to be living, and I couldn't even rent an apartment. So I told Phil and Shanoa that she's not here today. This is all sounds great, so I gotta go put my life together, and then I'll be back at some point. And he's like, stop, you are z- exactly in the right place, I have all the tools that you need, you're not the only one in the first one. And I like, yeah, you don't understand. So I told him everything about you know, my data. Like, I don't know how do I fit in it. Like, just take the time, come into the workshop that he will probably gonna give it to you guys in a little bit. And I did came to that workshop and I did took actions. Uh, I do love high heels, not gonna sh- th- uh, lie about that. Uh, but one of the strategies that he did told us at the time, and he still does, uh, one of them actually door knocking. So I was broke as it can be, and I'm like, well, I cannot afford enough of the other strategy at the time, so I decided to go door knocking. So I went door knocking in Houston, and I got a house under contract. Um, And then I came back to the network, and I say, hey, I have a house under contract. I was able to assign that deal, that contract to someone else in our network, and I made $10,000. And, uh, and then, of course, after that, nothing had stopped me. That's why I'm standing here today, telling At, my ap- journey. After
1: you made that 10000 what are you thinking?
0: How many more doors can I go door knock? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's on. It's on. Yes. And so, if, so
1: flash forward, where, where are we today?
0: Uh, I own my property in West Lakes. So anyone that is here knows it's a pretty high-end area. My boys go to West Lakes today. So I'm super excited about that my credit card it is on auto payment so i don't have any more headaches like i used to be before and i own fix and flip i own buy and hold uh so this network this class has hundred percent transformed my life my kids and all the generation that is coming right after me so i'm super excited to be here sharing my journey with you guys
1: and and you know i know you ask everybody you interview this question i'm going to ask you this question Every time anybody has ever asked like, what's your best advice? What do you wish you had done differently?
0: I wish I would have had knew the information that I could become a real estate investor without money. I thought, I, I always heard the real estate investor, but the first thing that comes to my mind, I need to have money. Well, I'm,
1: I'm gonna answer that in a different way. I wish I had started sooner.
0: Yes, I yeah. wish I would have had known that I yeah. could have had started Without the money, because then I could have started back yeah. in the day. So that's you know, but that's yeah. unfortunate un- it's not shared on our daily life. And,
1: and I've yet to ever interview or talk to somebody who's made money investing real estate, and they don't tell you the same thing. Right? I wish one. I started sooner. I wish I started sooner. I didn't know. It's in corporate America, climbing the corporate ladder. He's like a guy, a
0: multi millionaire, yeah. and he's so. still saying that. So well, yes, yeah. But Is that's it?
1: but if but if every single like millionaire real estate yes. investor says, "I wish I started sooner," that's kind of like okay, like now would be good. So yes. Olivia, thank you so much for sharing thank your you. story and for hosting the show. Uh, appreciate it. Thank, thank
0: you. you.
1: And um, you know, do subscribe to the show, folks. Uh, every week you get an interview, you get a you get a video, and it's inspiring and educational at the same time. And this is one of the ways we help people overcome fear, right? I mean, if you're doing it within a community of people that have been doing it for a long time, it's just a lot less scary when you do it with other people instead of doing it on your own. So I'm gonna cross out the fear. Okay, so let's jump into some details. Uh, I started investing in real estate, by the way, on December 15, 2003. That's the day I did my very first deal, been involved in about 1,200 deals since then. And these are some of the houses I flipped. I'm not going to go through all of them because that would take a while. But I do approximately a real estate transaction a week in some shape, form, variety, or another. And what that does is it creates money in big chunks. Now, that sounds great, doesn't it? Money in big chunks. But I'm not here to sound great. I'm here to teach you. So what am I going to teach you? Okay. The way this business fundamentally works is as follows. We do things to find people with problems, to get people with problems to find us. So what kind of problems? They have a house they don't want, a mortgage they can't afford. Problems to 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 entrepreneurs are what? Opportunities, big problems are what? Big opportunities. So like if you're thinking like, I don't want a problem, you're thinking, I don't want to be a real estate investor. Okay, I'm sorry. The, the, I don't care what kind of entrepreneur you want to be, all entrepreneurs have to think the same way. Entrepreneurs make money by solving problems. That's what they do. Solve big problems, the world will re- reward you with big money. Okay, we are real estate entrepreneurs. Uh, And we solve real estate problems. We help people get what they want, and that helps us make money, invest in real estate. So let's get specific. I don't want to be just general. Uh, I found somebody facing foreclosure. That was a big problem. For them, it was a big problem. Uh, And I gave them an out, an alternative, something called a short sale that allowed them to sell their house without having to bring money to the table, uh, without destroying their credit. And I made $16,000 and got a house at a discount with a short sale. Uh, REO stands for real estate owned, bank owned properties. Banks don't want to own real estate. They're not in the real estate business. So I took it off the bank's hands, solving the bank's problems, flipped it, made 36,000. Got a legal problem, had to sell a house by Friday. A realtor cannot help you sell a house by Friday. I can, uh, flipped it, made $5,000. Got a property subject to my specialty, no money, no credit, flipped it, made 68,000. 5,600 on an assignment, uh, $6,000 profit on a mortgage assignment, 10,000 on a wholesale, 2800 a small referral twelve thousand four hundred for a large referral so the way this business fundamentally works is as follows we do things to find people with problems and here's the really beautiful part for every single type of problem that exists i don't care what 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 it is what every problem that exists we have a solution a strategy that helps them is about helping people solves their problem and gets us paid so we can help motivated sellers and we can help non-motivated sellers we can help people that own their houses free and clear and we can help people that are hopelessly underwater, where they owe more money than the house is even worth. We can help them. We can solve the problem We get paid. Sometimes we get singles. Sometimes we get doubles. Sometimes we get home run. Sometimes I work on a lead, a deal, an opportunity, a problem for six months. And after six months, I make $5,000. I'm like, oh man, six months, $5,000. I could have made more money working at Walmart. Thank goodness I'm not working on just one lead at a time. Sometimes my phone rings and that phone call makes me $55,000 in 48 hours. And I'm like, oh man. I wish every time my phone rang, I made $55,000 in 48 hours. But that's not how it works either. That's maybe one in a hundred phone calls. So the question is simple. How often do you get a hundred phone calls? Well, that depends on you and how much marketing that you do. You get a hundred phone calls every week, you get a hundred phone calls every month or you get a hundred phone calls every year. Well, that depends on you and how much marketing that you do. So there's two essential skills you have to learn. I'm gonna teach you to be a real estate investor. The first and foremost skill is marketing. Marketing is finding the deal, generating the lead. A lead is nothing more than the name and number of somebody that might want to sell real estate. You need to spend 85% of your time and or money on marketing, generating the lead, finding the deal. Outsource everything else. Next skill we're going to learn is strategy. Strategy is doing the deal, solving the problem. We buy houses. We help people sell houses, get rid of houses or mortgages they don't want or they can't afford anymore. We do that in a variety of different ways. It solves a variety of different problems. So marketing and strategy, finding deals, doing deals, finding problems, solving problems. Let's get started with the marketing. We're gonna use 65 tested proven ways, I'm gonna teach you these, to find off-market wholesale real estate. We use a dozen different strategies to help people solve their problems and get ourselves paid. Over half of the marketing methods are completely free. There's things you can do that are free but take time, there's things you can do that take time but, but no money or money that no time. Uh, And and nine of the 12 investing strategies are actually no money and no credit strategies. And when you learn how to buy real estate with no money and no credit, then how much real estate can you buy? All of them. (laughs) Okay, so marketing strategy, finding deals, doing deals, finding problems, solving problems. Let us get started with the marketing methods. Uh, Actually, first I'm gonna tell you a really quick story. This was the very first house I flipped. Just literally several blocks from where we are right now, uh, far North Austin, bought it for $80,000 kind of wish I didn't flip it. (laughs) It's worth a lot more now. (laughs) A little street called Hornsby, not far from here. Uh, I did make money. I flipped it. It was my very first flip. And I did this deal. I flipped this property on December 15, 2003. Uh, But I'll tell you a little story. On December 14, 2003, I was scared to death. I was actually being coached and mentored by the two guys who ran the Real Estate Investor Association back then. I called them both on the phone on December 14th, 2003. I'm scared. I don't want to lose any money. Are you guys sure this is going to work? Yeah, it took two seasoned experienced real estate investors pulling me, kicking and screaming over the starting blocks to get me to do that very first deal. So if you're a little scared, I get it. I can relate and I can help. But I had one other thing that was actually also motivating me to take action way back then. I was in a job I no longer loved and I was in a career I no longer loved. And i'm going to tell you if you're spending your time doing something you don't love doing yeah you need a do something different with your life plan and that's exactly where i was i needed a different life and i got to tell you you get one life and it just races by i noticed there's a 14 year old living in my house i looked at my wife like how did that happen didn't we have a baby it's like you know, there's a 14 year old running around in my house it's like the life it just races by it's just And if you're not on a trajectory to getting the life you want, if you're not reaching your God-given potential, if you're you're not on course, on track to getting the life you want, then maybe you also need a do something different with your life plan. So that first deal, let me tell you a little bit more about it because your first deal in so many ways is your most important deal. It's kind of like your first kiss, right? Life-changing experience. Everybody remembers their first kiss. Everybody remembers their first deal. Let me tell you about mine. It took me six months to find my first deal. I was actually an unusually slow starter. Got it under contract with a contract I got right here uh, at the RIA. Bought it using OPM, other people's money, private money. We have over 1,000 private money lenders in this network. You know private money is faster, cheaper, better than hard money or any other kind of money. I got a contractor right here at the RIA to fix it for me. Got a realtor here at the RIA to sell it for me. Got an attorney and a title company right here at the RIA to close it for me. And I went to that very first closing, and I picked up that very first check for $15,384.26. And do you know when they handed me that check, it was like you unscrewed the cap, right? Popped out the old brain and popped in the new brain. Because right up until the moment that they handed me that check, I was a real estate investor based on theory. And I wasn't even sure I believed the theory. I don't know if this is going to work. Not sure about that. And that's kind of how everybody is in this business. It's all theoretical. It's all, it sounds good, it feels good, but it's like not until they hand you the check, then it's on, right? Then it's just, and then it's like that moment just changes your life. And it was for me too, because as soon as they hand me that check, I became a real estate investor based on experience. I didn't know anything different except that I knew it actually worked. And what I realized when they hand me a check, if I did this and this and this again, i get another check, right? It worked the first time. If I did this, this, and this again, i get another check. I did this and this again, and i get another check. But the really big deal that I realized when they handed me that check at that moment, I realized that I would never, ever, 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 ever for the rest of my life, ever have to work for somebody else. Ever, 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 never, ever again. Yeah, and I have not worked for anybody else, you know, since they handed me that very first check 20 years ago. Uh, so if you're just getting started, here's my first piece of advice. You need to focus yourself like a laser beam on that very first deal. Because that very first deal will change your life. Mostly by changing your mindset. Deals two, three, four, five, six combined, not as hard as deal number one. So I told you I was gonna tell you what I did right, but I'm also gonna tell you what I did wrong. Because I made several rookie mistakes right out of the shoot. For example, as soon as I found this deal, what did I do? put my market on hold. I picked up some hammers, started made some contractors, working on that deal. I finished the deal. I got the check, only to wake up the next day and realize I had absolutely nothing to do except start the whole business all over again. And this gets me to my very first takeaway. And here it is, and frankly, this is the big one. The business of being a real estate investor is the business of finding deals. It's all about finding deals. Why? Because you make your money on the buy. So what does that mean? It means as soon as you find a property and get it under contract, whatever money was gonna be made or not made on that deal, it's done right at that moment. Yeah, you get the money at the end on the sell, but you make the money on the buy. And you always have to spend 85% of your time and or money on marketing looking for the next deal. And you have to approach this business with the abundance mindset such that the next deal is always more important than the deal you have now. The rookies all screw this up. And it has to do with scarcity mindset. Rookies do a deal. Great. Make some money. Great. But they stop the market right, to go work on the deal. So when they're done with the deal, they reset the market and get it going again. And then finally, they find another deal. They make some money on the deal. Great. 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 But they stop the market. So they reset the marking, eventually they get it going again right find another deal do a deal make some money great 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 but they stop the marking, right and their income goes up and down and up and down with big gaps in between you need your income to go up, up 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 and the only way to do that is you have to keep the pipeline continuously filled with deals and the only way to do that is to always spend 85 percent of your time and money on marketing with the attitude that the next deal is always more important than the deal you have now and hint The deals you are looking for are not in the MLS. The MLS is the multiple listing service. It's the retail market for real estate. It's where realtors sell real estate. It's where all the people in the world compete with each other to see who will pay the most. And I hate to say it, but when you're competing against all the people in the world, some of those people are stupid. (laughs) And you don't want to compete against stupid. Well, you don't want to win competing against stupid. Now, don't get me wrong, folks, I love the MLS. I adore the MLS. Why do I love and adore the MLS? Because after I buy off-market real estate, where do I then want to go to resell it? Huh, the MLS? It has been proven that any property sold in the MLS will sell for the most that it could be possibly sold for, but that's just never where you're going to find heavily discounted wholesale real estate. The very best deal on the entire MLS would rarely be a deal that a real estate investor would ever even take a second look at. So finding deals. Once I realized this whole shoot and match is actually about finding deals, then I started to systematize the process of finding deals. And over time, I developed 65 methods for finding deals. Actually, it's not totally accurate to say I developed 65 methods. What would be more accurate is to say I found 65 things that work, and I started to do those things. In fact, I need to teach you all a really important lesson—maybe the most important lesson I'm going to teach you today. But for me to teach you this next lesson, first I need to unteach you all something. Okay? So I got to unteach you all something. When you guys are in elementary school, if you looked over the paper next to you and you copied down the answers, that was called what? No. Cheating. Cheating. And you're all told that cheating is what? Wrong. Bad. Okay, we're not a bunch of little kids. We're not in elementary school anymore. Going forward, I need you all to unlearn that. Because going forward, guess what? Cheating is the shortcut. Are you kidding me? What am I trying to say up here? Guys, what I'm trying to say is simple. There's nothing, absolutely nothing that you're trying to do. There's nothing you're trying to figure out that I and other people haven't already done and figured out. Everything, and I mean everything, and I mean absolutely everything about this business has been completely figured out. We know what's in the soil. We know the zoning. We know the guys who write the freaking zoning. We know the appreciation rate down to the street address in all the major metropolitan cities across the state of Texas. We know the exact letters to send to the exact mailing list. We know the exact words to say. We know the exact offers to make. We know exactly what objections to expect. We know exactly how to overcome the objections. We even know how many contracts on average we're gonna get signed for every 20,000 letters we send out. Everything, and I mean everything, and I mean absolutely everything about this business, is completely understood. So once I realized that everything I was trying to do and everything I was trying to figure out, guess what other people had done and figured out, I stopped trying to figure everything out and I just started to, here's that word, copy, right? Copy the top 65 tested and proven methods of actually doing this. Now, when it comes to marketing, some of these campaigns or uh, ideas take time and some take money. Okay, when you get going, you probably have more time and less money. Once you get going, though, uh, when you get started, you probably have more time and less money. Once you get going, you have more money and less time. I will be honest with you. I don't spend any time anymore on marketing. I outsource 100%. But when you get started, you're probably going to insource more. So then what are all the different marketing methods? Well, let me teach you a whole bunch. And these are all, you know, different methods are going to be good for different people, right? Some of these you're going to hate. Some of these you're going to love. It just depends. Uh, So, for example, direct mail. What is direct mail? You can buy mailing lists of people that you can get deals from. Now, when you buy mailing lists, what do you do with a mailing list? You can send a mail, letters, postcards, or you can call them, or you can text them. You get phone numbers. You can call them. You can text them. You can send them letters. You can send them postcards, or you can go knock on their door, right? Or you can do what's called a multi-touch campaign where you do a combination of those things. So how you touch these leads depends on you and the particular campaign you use. So what are some of the popular lists uh, for mailing lists? Well, you can get a list of people that didn't pay their property taxes, people that are late paying their mortgage, uh, people that have filed for divorce. Two people were combining their income to pay a mortgage. Now one of them's gone. Well, the one that's left is probably having trouble paying the mortgage by themselves. You get a list of people who've inherited a house from somebody that passed away, people whose credit scores are starting to fall, people that just got dismissed from bankruptcy. Certainly a lot of financial distress there. You can get a non-owner occupied list. There's a list of people who own a house uh, that they don't live in themselves. Well, technically that's a landlord and a lot of them are what are called accidental landlords. They couldn't sell the house so they rent it out or they let their ex-spouse or family or friend or neighbor stay in a house. They inherited a house with a tenant in it. They don't really know anything about being a landlord and very often they eventually become motivated sellers. You can get a list of people who rent to people on public assistance. You get a code enforcement list. You know the city is already driving around and issuing citations for abandoned properties, uh, deferred maintenance properties, problem properties. You you, You can get the city to actually give you a list of every problem property in the city. You can even get an expired listing list. This is a list of people that hired a realtor, tried maybe for a long time to sell it on the MLS, and it didn't sell. So what do we know about these people? We know 100% of these people would like to sell their house, probably now more than ever, but they probably need solutions that realtors don't offer. Well, hello, that's exactly what investors do offer. So if you send letters or postcards or text messages or phone calls or door knocks to these people with problems, some of them will respond and call you back, right? If you make them an offer that solves their problem, we have an offer for every problem that exists. Some of them will say yes, and those are called deals. With a website, you can get leads on the internet, Banner signs, little sign signs, as you see on the side of the road, we buy houses. Why do you see those signs? Because they actually work. Online ads work, email, autoresponders, magnetic signs, little sign on the side of your car, you buy the sign once, you get leads for the rest of your life. Okay, you don't wanna pay postage, you can pay somebody 10 cents a door to put a door flyer on every house in a neighborhood. Here's one that's pretty much free, driving for dollars. Sometimes I'm just driving around, and I see a tarp on a roof. They might as well be waving a big red flag. Yes, motivated seller, please please buy my house. I mean, think about this. Somebody's most valuable asset, a house, has a serious problem, a leak, and their solution was to go buy a $5 tarp at Home Depot. How come they didn't fix the roof? No money. Same See, stop fixing the roof. Stop paying his mortgage. Stop paying his insurance. By not paying his taxes sooner or later, an investor is gonna pick up that deal. Uh, what else? Oh, wait, we interrupt this program for a special announcement. Oh, yeah, uh, Olivia kind of mentioned this before. We actually have a tour coming up. Uh, we're doing a workshop. I'm doing this myself. So if you'd like to learn more, uh, we're doing a, a, a three-day tour, uh, Austin, Dallas, and San Antonio. And if you register tonight, we got a special deal. You can come for free. This is how we train people deep on real estate, practical, actionable, detailed step-by-step training. I'll tell you more about this a little bit later. I don't wanna spend a whole lot of time on this right now, but there's 12 strategies we use here in Texas. There's things you do in Texas you can't do in other, other, any other state. You, there are things that are legal in 49 states you cannot do in Texas. You better know what those things are, and I'm gonna teach you those. The 65 marketing methods, the closes, which are literally the exact words you say to get somebody to accept your solution their problem, how to access private money, uh, how to partner on deals. Thousands, and I mean thousands, and I mean thousands uh, of successful Texas real estate investors got started at this workshop, The Real Deal, Texans teaching Texans how to invest in Texas. So if you'd like to come and join us, you can join us for free if you register tonight only. Uh, Pick the city and date that works best. And I'll put this up at the end again, uh, but pick the city and date that works uh, best for you. We, we do this in person and or you can come online. We're gonna simulcast on Zoom or some combination of in-person online. That is completely up to you. So what I'm gonna do, and I'll put this up at the end as well, but if you uh, take a little picture of that QR code uh, you can register for this workshop. Normally, we charge for the workshop, but if you register tonight, it is a smoking hot deal with a big price of zero. If you register tonight, you can also go to that link, TexasStarterKit.com, and there's a whole bunch of goodies you get in addition to the workshop. Now, for you guys online, just click on the link in the uh, uh, below the video or in the comments below, and you can also register and come join us for free. So. Uh, that's a little thing, a gift we give to the members of this community. We want you to be educated, participatory. uh, So we train the members uh, through uh, training. And if you'd like to get some training, we've got a special deal right now. You can come and uh, join us for free. But let's jump back to the training of tonight and talk about those 65 different marketing methods. And the next one I want to tell you about is letters of intent. What is a letter of intent? a letter of intent is an offer okay who should you send an offer to and the answer is everybody i'm going to give you your first homework assignment here's your first homework assignment tomorrow i want each of you to send 200 people an offer on their house i'm not kidding here's how investors think ready fire aim you always make the offer and then you negotiate, you make the offer, and then you do your due diligence. You make the offer, and then you look for the money. You make the offer, and then you think about it. You should make everybody an offer. Why not? Do you know here in Texas, every time you make somebody an offer, you know you get four different options? You might want to write them down. Option number one, you might be able to buy a house. It's called taking a shot. If you take enough shots on goal, what do you think happens? Some goes in, even if you suck. And with practice, what happens? More of them go in because you don't suck as much. Yeah, because you practice. So option number one, you can buy a house. Option number two, you can terminate the contract. Do you know that Texas state promulgated contract gives the buyer the unilateral right to just rip it up and walk away? No harm, no foul, no penalty, no cost, no risk. Option number three, you can renegotiate the contract. Do you know that it's much, much, much easier to renegotiate than it is to negotiate? Especially when everybody calls you back is saying they might wanna sell, i.e. they wanna negotiate. Option number four, you can actually sell the contract itself to somebody else that has money. Notice only one of those four options even required you to come up with any money to buy a house. Just make offers, give yourself options. Business cards, Fisbo, cold call. Why would somebody try to sell their house themselves? This is for sale by owner. Maybe they're lazy, maybe they're crazy, maybe they need solutions realtors don't offer, hello. Uh, Mass media, television, radio, billboards, expensive, but effective when you do it with others. past referrals. Other investors. Sometimes the best way to find a deal is to get other investors to find the deal for you. By the way, do you all know what I'm doing up here right now? What do you think I'm doing right now? Yeah, it's called marketing. Exactly. Marketing. You all impressed? I will guesstimate. I'm going to be super conservative here. I will guesstimate. Uh, based on the number of people I have live and the number of people online, I would guesstimate I should easily be able to partner on no less than one, two, three deals with somebody who's listening to me right now. Sometime over the next 12 months, average net profit on a deal, conservative 40 grand. My share, 20 grand. Means as a result of the presentation I'm giving right now, I should pretty easily be able to put an extra 20 plus 20 plus 20 extra, $60,000 in my pocket. Sometime over the next 12 months, as a result of the presentation I'm giving right now. Not bad. Better than a poke in the eye with a stick. Wouldn't you all agree? Yeah, and by the way, you can all do exactly the same thing. Because there's people in this room and there's people in this network that have deals that are looking for money. There's people in this network, there's people in this room that have money that are looking for deals. Some people want buy and hold, some people want fix and flip. Some people on short sales, some people on wholesale. Some people in Austin, some people in Houston, some people in Dallas, some people in San Antonio, some people in El Paso. All of the members of this community, by the way, there's tens of thousands of them, are all interconnected through an online network. Do you know multiple times a day and thousands and thousands and thousands of times uh, over the last decade, the members of this community post their deals, questions, offers, referrals, money, et cetera, back and forth over that network? I said earlier, guys, you're not going to find your deal in the MLS. That's ridiculous. That's the retail market. That's the retail pond. That's the pond with the small fish. You guys need a fish in the wholesale pond. Okay, that's the pond with the big fish. So then where's the wholesale pond? You're sitting in it. Yeah, a large network of real estate investors wholesaling, trading off-market properties back and forth. Welcome again to the wholesale uh, marketplace. Realtors. Uh, let's have the talk. Look, um, people ask me this, I'm just going to cut to the chase. I'm not a realtor. Most real estate investors are not realtors. It will not help you to be a realtor, to be a real estate investor. In some ways it will hurt you. Uh, Can you do both? Absolutely. You could do both. Uh, but when people ask me, does it help to become a realtor to be a real estate investor? I'm, I'm afraid it does not. Realtors do retail. Uh, we do wholesale And, and it sounds like the same thing, but it's totally different. Uh, what we do has nothing to do with retail real estate. What realtors do has nothing to do with investing real estate. So it, it's, it sounds like it's the same, it's, it's not. Uh, but realtors and investors do need to work together, right? And if you are a realtor, I can teach you how to be an investor, but it's going to be nothing you learn uh, in real estate school. Uh, Hudson REOs. Um, REO stands for Real Estate Owned Bank Owned Property, and this is another common rookie mistake. People hear the word foreclosure, and they're like, ooh, foreclosure is a deal, foreclosure is a deal. No, probably not. A foreclosure is just a house being sold by a banker. Are bankers desperate, motivated sellers? No. When a banker wants to sell one of their foreclosures, you know what they do? It's pretty smart. They call a realtor. (laughs) It's called an REO agent. They say, stick it on the MLS, bring me the idiot that pays the most. I don't want that to be you. Uh, We rarely buy those properties. Uh, Instead, we buy pre-foreclosures. So how do you buy pre foreclosure before they go back to the bank? Well, you can fish in the wholesale marketplace. You can do direct marketing, direct off market. Or here's another idea. Here in Texas, on the first Tuesday of the month, rain, shine, holiday or not, everybody that didn't pay their mortgage gets auctioned off at the county courthouse steps. And do you know you can get a list of all the houses going to the auction? And you can go knock on their door before the auction, and very often get it under contract before the auction for even less than it's going to sell at the auction. Why? Because you're not bidding against 300 other people. Wholesalers, let's have the talk. Look, there's a lot of wholesaling and horse trading that goes on amongst real estate investors, and that's a good thing. But we always issue a little warning to go along with it. So here's the warning. Nobody will love your money more than who? More than you. You have to always do your own due diligence. When a wholesaler sends you a deal, and probably two thirds of you are already on the list, when a wholesaler sends you a deal, says this house is worth $100,000 after it's all fixed up, what is it going to be worth after it's all fixed up? 80 max. When a wholesaler sends you a deal, says this house is going to need 20,000 repairs, what is it going to cost to repair? 40 minimum. When a wholesaler says, oh, it's your lucky day for a $5,000 or more non refundable deposit, this lucky deal could be yours. You put down that $5,000 non-refundable deposit, I can just about guarantee, with about a 19 out of 20 chance that I'm right, you will be losing a lot of money, well beyond the $5,000 you got started with. It is fiction, folks. Please do not believe fiction for a moment. Okay? <laughs> when a wholesaler sends me a deal, I briefly look at the numbers and I throw the numbers in the trash. And then I run my own numbers. Okay? And the only reason I haven't looked at the numbers before I threw them in the trash, I kind of want to know how much they rely on me compared to the real numbers. I'm going to use some strong words because I feel very strongly about this. Look, it would be really, really, really stupid to ever buy real estate based on information about the real estate provided to you by the person trying to sell the real estate to you or anybody associated or affiliated with them. Don't do that. I said earlier, your first deal is your most important deal, and that's true. But if you lose money on your first deal, at the end of that deal, 100% of your real estate investing experience will have been bad. And you'll probably never come back for more and i would strongly advise if you've never done a fix and flip deal whatever you do do not buy your first fix and flip deal from a wholesaler i've been here too long too many times there's at least a 19 out of 20 chance that will end in absolute disaster because there's wholesalers that prey on rookies and they're able to do what's called uh, squeeze the deal they make it look like this it's not right they make it look easy it's Right, and when rookies buy properties from wholesalers, they get they, they they lose money. It's just a disaster. So just don't do it. Okay, that's my advice. You know, when you get good at this, then you can do it. But I'm going to suggest that's how you get started. It's just too dangerous. Uh, you know, I don't want anybody losing money. Right, I, I want everybody to make money. Uh, and real estate is not speculative. You want to spe- gamble? You know, the, the invest in the stock market. That's speculation. Right. In in real, but the problem with the stock- Better trading is illegal in the stock market. In, in real estate, it's advised. Okay, do not buy real estate unless you know with absolute, provable, independently-sourced data that the property is worth much more than you're paying for it at the time that you buy it, because the money you make is at the buy, on the buy. Okay, bird dogs, uh, Craigslist, social media, friends, family, etc. Why so many different marketing methods? Well, you know, would you rather fish with a hook or would you rather fish with a net? At the end of the day, you need to learn how to fish with a net. And the reason is because this business at the end of it all this is a numbers game and now i'm going to teach you the numbers i'm going to teach you something right now that it took me two years of hard work to figure out so i'm going to shave two years of your learning curve off right now by 2005 i had been a real estate investor for two years and i calculated my first two years i generated about 400 leads a lead is just the name and number of somebody that might want to sell real estate so i was talking to somebody every couple days and then i did the math and here's what i discovered as a rookie On average, for every $100 I spent in paid marketing, okay, things like direct mail, I got one qualified motivated seller lead. Right? As a rookie, on average, for every three hours I spent on paid, I'm sorry, on personal marketing, free marketing, things like driving for dollars, I got one qualified motivated seller lead. Then I discovered very conservatively, as a rookie, on average, for every 20 leads I got, I made at least $20,000 net profit on a deal. So now let me run the numbers for you. That means as a rookie, every time I drove around for 60 hours, I made at least $20,000 on a deal. Means as a rookie, every time I sent out $2,000 in direct mail, I made at least $20,000 on a deal that came from that. So spend 2,000, make 20, spend 2,000, make 20, spend 4,000, make 40, spend 8,000, make 80, spend 16,000, make 160, spend 32,000. You don't have to spend it all at once, by the way. Make 320,000 of net profit. Are you starting to like the numbers? It took me two years to figure that out. But after two years in the trenches, when I finally figured this out, I realized this, holy cow, this whole business is just a numbers game. And now I know the numbers. And I started to think about this business in a completely different way after I figured this out. I now see this business, I now see my business, like the whole thing is just a little black box. And we're going to call that little black box a marketing machine. And the way that little black box works is every time I stick $100 worth of marketing in one end, eventually $1,000 worth of net profit pops out the other end. Now, if you had a little black box, every time you shoved a $100 bill in one end, a $1,000 bill popped out the other end, how many dollars did you stick in the box? All of them. Yeah, and I started spending money on marketing like a drunken sailor. I started spending thousands of dollars a month on marketing. And then I started spending tens of thousands of dollars a month on marketing. And then I hired two full-time, six-figure guys who spend 100% of their full-time spending my money investing in marketing. And now some days, some months, and some months, I spend as much as $100,000 a month on marketing. Because once you realize this is just a numbers game, and once you know the numbers, it's dial it in and then dial it up. It's just on. Sometime later, I actually wrote a book on investing in Texas real estate. We're not selling any books tonight, but uh, I will repeat some I said earlier, there's nothing you're trying to do or figure out that I and other people haven't done and figured out. What is the shortcut copy stuff that's been figured out? So we are right at the halfway point of the presentation, about to get into the strategies, which is arguably the more interesting part of the presentation, the mechanics of how these deals work, the creative stuff. But um, I said at the beginning, of this presentation, my job is to make you all into educating, and contributing members of this community. We really want you to be contributory and participatory uh, at this meeting. You know, we have these meetings all over Texas, and you know, whenever we have these meetings, we have new people. Sometimes new people come to the meetings and check it out. We call the new people tourists, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, honey, let's go check out the RIA, right? Uh, but we figured out a long time ago, nobody actually makes any money being a tourist, right? We don't want people to just Check it out, we want people to be active, participatory, buying, selling, partnering, lending, borrowing, that's that's when we all start to make money. But I also figured out a long time ago, unfortunately, I can't turn somebody into a real estate investor in 45 minutes. If I could figure out how to sprinkle pixie dust on everybody's head and turn them into real estate investors in 45 minutes, yeah, that would be awesome. I don't know how to do that. But I can, and I have on many occasions, turn people into real estate investors over a period of 24 hours or maybe it would be more accurate to say 24 hours spread out over three days giving us the time to get through all the nitty-gritty details of how this business actually works and this is why the texas REA sponsors the texas real estate investing workshop and again this is practical actionable detailed step-by-step training i teach this myself thousands and i mean thousands of successful investors here in Texas got started at this workshop the real deal Texans teach in Texans how to invest in Texas we teach all the strategies all the marketing the closes closes are literally the words you say the exact words you say to get somebody to accept your solution to their problem or your offer on their property so I'll give you an example I recently said some magic words to a woman and by just saying these magic words she just gave me her house I didn't even have to give her any money. She gave me the house, beautiful house, had a lot of equity in it. I didn't have to give her any money at all. Uh, She even said thank you when I took her house from her after saying these magic words. So who's a little skeptical right now? Raise your hand if you're a little skeptical right now. Who's not skeptical? Are you kidding me? You're not skeptical? I just said something utterly ridiculous. I'm baiting you guys. I just said I have magic words that I said to a woman, and she just gave me her beautiful home, I didn't have to give her any money, and she said, take it, it's yours, Uh, all the equity is yours, and and you don't have to give me anything, thank you for taking it. Isn't that ridiculous? So so, so be honest, who's a little skeptical right now that I have these magic words? Raise your hand if you're a little skeptical. Okay, I want you to raise your hand, I want you to be skeptical. Very skeptical, because in a couple of minutes I'm going to demonstrate. And when you see how I did it, you're gonna be really impressed. But those are the closes, which are the magic words that we say. Uh, Thousands of people have started at this workshop, so we're doing a special deal tonight. You can register and you can come for free. So we're doing it live and in person, and we're also going to simulcast it. And again, you can just take the picture. I know you guys got this earlier, but if you didn't, uh, you can just click on that QR code and it takes you to the registration. You can also go to the link Uh, register there. For you guys online, you can register on uh, online uh, below. And uh, all you gotta do is pick the date and location that works best for you. I recommend that you come in person. You can also come online or you can come in some combination uh, of on-person and uh, online. Uh, That's up to you. Um, Now, um, if none of these dates work for you, uh, you have a conflict like your daughter is getting married, uh, I suggest you cancel the wedding, okay? Because the most important thing that's gonna change your life in a good way uh, will be this workshop. And this is like, this is this is literally a life, life-changing thing. I mean, we literally host a show. I don't know anybody in America that can point to somebody once a week and say, he came to this and is a millionaire. He came to this and a millionaire. Like every single week, week after week after week. After. I mean, think about that. Have you ever heard of somebody that can do that? I can do that. And I'm not trying to brag, but I mean, this is like the real deal. And if you'd like to join us, uh, come join us now. I do have another little thing to mention, real quick. Um, how many of you are interested in commercial real estate? Raise your hand if you're interested in commercial real estate. Okay, eh, about a third or 40%. Okay, I'm going to go off on a little tangent. This is a residential meeting. We also have a whole other part of Texas REIS that does commercial. I do them both. I love them both. There's not a right or wrong, good or bad. They're they're all great. Right? Commercial is just a little different. But I'm gonna mention something we have coming up uh, at the end of August, this is an annual event. Uh, we actually have a commercial expo uh, coming up on August 25, 26, 27th. Uh, it's a once a year opportunity uh, where hundreds and hundreds of the top commercial real estate investors across Texas and across the country are gonna be in one place at one time. And I was gonna say, if you have the slightest interest uh, in commercial real estate, you definitely want to do this uh, because you're not going to have another chance like this uh, for a year Uh, and you're going to get some great education there Uh, and you're actually going to meet a number of people that are like my mentors, Uh, George Ross, Uh, he was Donald Trump's original mentor. Figured that guy, Donald Trump had to make $8 billion investing in real estate, you could probably learn something from him. Author, uh, architect of the greatest real estate deal ever done. He and Donald Trump bought a building in Manhattan for a million dollars, turned around and made $450 million on that deal want to hear that story? Uh, yeah, the man himself uh, will be at this uh, expo. That we call it the Real Estate Masters. I've got a billionaire uh, coming to the Masters. Vanilla Ice, how kind of cool is that? Former rapper, now real estate tycoon. Did you know that? Yeah, made his big bucks in uh, real estate. He's gonna teach real estate. I even got him to uh, give us a little concert, so that's gonna be kind of fun. Uh, I got Hugh Hilton coming. Hugh Hilton made 18 with a B, billion dollars, uh, doing commercial real estate. Uh, he's gonna be presenting at the Real Estate Masters. So hundreds of top investors from across the state of Texas and across the country, uh, hundreds of what I call my inner circle, my own clients. Uh, you know, real estate for commercial, it's an insider game. You gotta know the people with the deals, you gotta know the people with the money. You wanna raise money, you gotta have people with the money. Uh, you wanna be a sponsor, you gotta co-sponsor, you wanna get finder's fees. Great way to get started is with finder's fees, big finder's fees, like $50,000 finder fees got to know the people that pay the fees all these people are going to be in one place at one time uh, and again I, this is not for everybody so for most of you we're not interested and in, that's fine but for those of you that are interested in commercial you definitely want to uh, take advantage of this there is a cost to this it's on august 25 26 27 uh, it's 998 bucks admission but i'm also going to give you a smoking hot deal uh, if you register tonight i'll tell you what uh, I will give you an $800 off discount coupon. So you can knock it down from uh, 998 to 198. So that's pretty cool. Write down this code, VIPRIA. VIPRIA. So when you register, uh, here's the website. If, again, this is just for those in, interested in commercial. It's called realestatemastersevent.com. You go to that website. It says, would you like to register? It's, it's uh, 998. If you put this little code in, it drops it down to 198 if you do it tonight. So again, I know this is not for everybody. For those of you that are interested in commercial, you definitely want to do this. Uh, and if you put that code in tonight, you get a uh, big discount down to 198. Um, and, uh, oh, by the way, when you, when you buy this, you also get upgraded to VIP at the residential workshop, uh, which you can come to for free, but you get the VIP level, which costs extra, but you get VIP automatically if you're coming to the commercial. So essentially, if you do the commercial thing, you get two workshops for the price of one. So that's pretty cool. Okay, I, if anybody's interested, ask me again at the end and I'll put this link up. I'm not gonna put this link up again though. Okay, so uh getting back to our presentation. We talked about fear, kind of cross that one out and we talked about marketing, right, cross that one out. Now let's talk about the mechanics of how you actually do the deals. So marketing check, let's get into the strategies. I'm going to teach you all the different strategies. So there's 30,000 books and YouTube videos out there that teach people how to invest in real estate and they can watch videos and read books on how to do short sales, how to do buy and hold mortgage assignments, how to do auction options how to do referrals, wholesaling, had to do contracts for D's, lease options, uh, house swapping, wraparound mortgages, equity partnering, and of course, fix and flip. And you can certainly spend a lot of time and money on all this training and education. My wife and I have actually spent over $100,000 on training, coaching, seminars, books, tapes, et cetera. Most of it was great. Uh, Some of it was not great. It all sounded great. But I don't feel bad about spending over $100,000 on my education because we've made many millions of dollars from our education. Uh, But I do have a little pet peeve at how most people teach and how most people get taught how to get started investing in real estate. Because when you look at all of these strategies, here's the good news. They all work. Everybody says, okay, which one should I get started on? Well, they all work. All of these things can make you invest in real estate. The bad news is that they each only work in unique situations. Each of these strategies should be thought of as the solution to a specific type of problem to a different kind of problem but remember what i said earlier your job one is what finding the deal marketing finding the deal so here's a brand new investor hunting for a deal and he generates a lead what's the lead name number of somebody that might want to sell real estate well if this guy had gotten the right training he would have helped that particular seller solve their problem by using a strategy called a wraparound mortgage but that's not the training he got This guy just went to one of those silly wholesale seminars, all he learned how to do was wholesaling. So he's looking for a wholesale deal, but he didn't find one, he found a wrap deal, but he doesn't know how to do that, so what does he do? He's gonna do some more marketing, generate yet another lead. Now, if he only knew how to do a mortgage assignment, he could help somebody solve their problem, get himself paid, but he doesn't know how, because all he learned how to do is wholesaling, he's still looking for a wholesale deal. Didn't find one, found a mortgage assignment, doesn't know how to do that, so what is he gonna do now? Do some more marketing, generate another lead. Now, if he only knew how to do an auction option, he could help somebody solve a big problem and get himself a big check, but he doesn't know how to do an auction option because all he knows how to do is wholesaling, and he's still looking for a wholesale deal. Are you starting to see a problem? You see, here's the problem. There's 30,000 books and tapes and YouTube videos out there that teach people how to get started investing in real estate. And what they pretty much all say is, you need to get started by learning one strategy, and this this is the best strategy. No, this is the best strategy. No, this is the best strategy. Well, whatever. You need to pick a strategy, learn that strategy, Make money on that strategy, and then later on you can learn the other strategy. And it sounds pretty good, and it feels pretty good, but forgive my language when I say this. That is a completely ass-backwards way to go about this. Saying that you need to get started by learning one strategy and learn how to make money on one strategy before you learn the other strategy, that's kind of like saying you need to go to Las Vegas and learn how to bet on one number on the roulette wheel. And after you make enough money betting over and over and over again on that one number on the roulette wheel, well, then later on you can learn how the other numbers work. Well, that's ridiculous. And yet that's how 95% of real estate investors get started investing in real estate. And is it no surprise that 95% of real estate investors give up before they ever get going, and probably 99% of wholesalers. Uh, so I'm going to teach you now what the top 5% of investors do and my advice is going to be to play to be in the top 5% or don't bother because they make all the money. So this is how I do it, and this is how I'm going to teach you how to do it as well. I bet on all the numbers on the wheel and I spin the wheel a lot. And what do I mean by that? I use all 12 strategies. I teach all 12 strategies. Why not learn all 12 ways to fill out a contract? Why not learn all 12 ways to solve a problem? You spend time and money called marketing get somebody with a problem to call you if there's a way to help them and solve the problem and get paid you need to help them and solve the problem and get paid and collectively once you know all 12 strategies we have a solution to every problem there is there is no exception motivated sellers non-motivated sellers free and clear hopelessly underwater and then once you learn how to solve every problem there is then what do you want to do next you want to spin the wheel a lot that means do a lot of marketing take a lot of shots on goal if you take enough shots on goal what's going to happen some go in this is what the top 5% of investors do. So let's learn to be the top 5%. And, that's, and, and to do that, you gotta know all the strategies and I'm gonna teach you all the strategies. But first actually, let me tell you one more story. And this was my first big deal. This really drives that last point down as well. Uh, after I was a real estate investor for just over two years, I flipped this house. And I actually made $291,000 flipping this house. Pretty good profit. But the more interesting part of the story is I was actually the eighth investor at bat. So what does that mean? Seven other real estate investors looked at this deal before me and passed on the deal. How's that even possible? How could seven different real estate investors pass on a deal on an opportunity to make almost $291,000 flipping a house? How's that even possible? I'm going to tell you it's not just possible. It's actually typical. So let me tell you the rest of the story. First investor goes into this house, says, I'd love to buy your house. But you're underwater. You owe more money than the house is worth. You can't even afford to sell me your house. Second investor walks into this house says, I'd love to buy your house, but you're in bankruptcy. I can't buy a house from somebody in bankruptcy. Third investor walks into this house says, well, I can help you avoid a foreclosure by doing something called a short sale, but I can't do that while you're in bankruptcy. Plus, you have a mid-construction project. and I don't do mid-construction projects. I walked into this house, and I said, my, oh, my, oh, my, you have a lot of big problems here, don't you? Big problem means what? Big opportunity. You know, it took one, two, three different strategies to solve this guy's problem. I solved the problem. I got the check. My competition was a bunch of one-trick ponies. Most of my competitors are a bunch of one-trick ponies. 30,000 books and YouTube videos teach people how to be one-trick ponies. One-trick ponies are annoying. They get in the way at times, but they don't last long. Guys, if you think you're going to find pretty houses at big discounts just waiting for you, hanging off of trees out there, yeah, you're smoking crack. Okay, this is what opportunity looks like. A big bundle of problems with a nice, pretty bow around it. I want a house where half the house burned down. I want a house that had a meth lab that exploded in the garage. I want a house that flooded. I want a house that has mold. I want a house where someone was murdered in the living room. Oh man, you can make a killing on a murder house. You think I'm kidding. I own one. Let me tell you how to make a killing on a murder house. How much do you think it costs to buy a murder house? 20 cents on the dollar. And you know what everybody says when they walk by that house? That's a murder house. And a year later, everybody going by that house, they point at that house, something bad happened in that house. A couple years later, they're walking by that house, somewhere around here, something bad happened. Now, five years later, when they look at that house, what do they say? How much? Stigma. There's all kinds of stigmas. Stigmas go away. Somebody gets shot in a bar; it's a crime scene. A few years later, it's a tourist attraction. Okay, and there's all kinds of stigmas when it comes to real estate. Right? Bought a house on South Congress, right off of South Congress, eighty grand. It's now worth four twenty. Right? All I did is rented it out. Right? And did nothing else but wait. Right? And the stigma went away. How about that? Right? And and there's all kinds of examples. But the ta- but the takeaway is that problems are opportunities. Big problems are big opportunities. Most people say, I don't want a problem. You're thinking, I don't want to be an entrepreneur, right? We like problems. Problems are opportunities. So I'll tell you another story. One of my students recently bought one of those $150,000 Teslas, paid cash for it. And you know what he calls it? He calls it his air car. Air car. H-E-I-R, air car. Yeah, somebody died without a will. But they did have 42 heirs. And everybody said, no way, man, there's no way on God's green earth you're going to get 42 heirs to agree on something, big problem. Well, he rolled up his sleeves, and it took a little effort, but eventually got 42 people to agree that a little bit of something is a whole lot better than a whole lot of nothing. Now he's driving around a 150,000-hour air car. you know two out of three people don't have a will? Yeah, think about it. Problems are opportunities, big problems are big opportunities. So let's learn some strategies. Marketing finds the problem, strategies solve the problem. Let's learn some strategies. The first strategy I'm gonna teach you is wholesaling. It's the easiest one to teach. I might as well teach you right now. It's really pretty straightforward. You simply find a property and get it under contract. How much money does it cost to get a property under contract? Zero, can we all afford that? I think so. Now, after you get it under contract, instead of buying the property, we're simply going to sell the contract to another investor in exchange for a fee. How much is the fee? to dollars on a small deal, $25,000 on an average deal, $25,000 or more in a big deal. And this, my friends, is a no money and no risk strategy. I've discovered it's really hard to lose money when you're not actually spending or investing any money. So I like to teach through case studies. When you come to the workshop, I'm going to teach you lots of strategies. And then every time I teach you a strategy, I'm going to tell you a story. So if you want to hear a bunch of stories, I'm going to tell you about a hundred examples. I like to teach through examples because it's all theoretical until something happens, right? Then it becomes real. So I'll give you an example. This is Kimberly. She sat through the same training you guys are going through, came to the workshop. She actually had to pay for the workshop, but she came to the workshop. And then she did her first deal. And then she told me about the deal after it went down. So here's the story. Kim's mom was visiting her from town, out of town. So she's in the car with her mom. And her mom's like, Kim, where are we going? Oh, well, Mom, we're going to get a house under contract. What? Are you crazy? What are you talking about? Kim, you just graduated from college. You don't have any money. You don't have any credit. You don't even have a job. What do you mean you're getting a house under contract? Don't worry, Mom. You know what I'm doing. So Kim's mom watched Kim walk into this house in far south Austin and offer the seller $265,000 cash for his house. And he signed a contract. Now, obviously, it was a motivated seller. Obviously, they talked on the phone ahead of time. Kim then took that contract, and she posted it out to the network. I mentioned before, thousands of times over the last decade, the members of this multiple times a day, the members of this network post their deals, questions, offers, contracts, resources, back and forth. So Kim posted this deal out to the network, and guess what? Several other members of the network wanted to buy that contract, that deal from Kim. And one of the other members of the RIA, right, paid Kim $17,000 for the contract. So Kim just sold her contract to another member of the RIA for $17,000. So now Kim is a believer. Well, actually, Kim was a believer. Now Kim's mom is a believer. Now, what would Kim have done with that contract? What if nobody had wanted to buy the contract? What would she done with the contract? Ripped it up, walked away, no harm, no foul. But she didn't need to, did she? So who bought the contract? Well, another member of the RIA, by the name of Tatiana. Okay, I know Tatiana pretty well. Let me tell you about Tatiana. Tatiana paid Kim $17,000 for the contract. It then became Tatiana's contract. crossed Kim's name out as buyer, wrote Tatiana, her company name, Inaspire. Tatiana then bought the property for $265,000 cash. She had the cash. She kept it for six months as a month-to-month rental. After the tenants moved out, she did a renovation, a small addition. She sold it after owning it for 12 months. When she sold it, she made almost $100,000 of net profit that she only had to pay long-term capital gains on, no income tax. Do you think Tatiana was pretty happy that Kim found that deal for her? What do you think? Yeah, you bet. So let me ask you guys a question. Let's see what we got here. Uh, by a show of hands, how many of you are cash buyers? Wave your hand around if you're a cash buyer. Hmm. All right, let me ask a different question. Um, how much cash do you have to have to make a cash offer? Zero. Well, then how much cash do you actually have to have to be a cash buyer? Zero. You don't have to have any cash to make a cash offer. You don't have to have any cash to be a cash buyer. You just need to know people with cash. So let me ask you guys another question. Does anybody here know somebody that you could call if you get a smoking hot deal to buy a property for a big discount for cash? Does anybody know such a person? For example, who? Yeah, what do you think I'm doing up here? Over here, guys. You know, and in fairness, and in fairness, there's hundreds of guys just like me out on that network that would each as punch. If you guys got out there, got some properties under contract, pitch them back to the group. You don't want them pitching back to the group. That's why we want you. That's why we need you. That's why we'll even train you. On how to be educated and contributing members of this community. But I can see I have my work cut out for me. All right, we got some self limiting beliefs going on here, so let me try this again. By a show of hands, how many of you are cash buyers? Raise your hand if you're a cash buyer. All right, there we go. Thank you. Yeah, I love talking to a room full of cash buyers, right? And, and the RIA instantly puts people with cash, right, in connection with people with off-market wholesale deals, and puts people with deals in connection with people with cash. Hold your question. I'll get, I'll, I'll get to you in a minute. Uh, you know, so welcome to the network, right? You know, you got cash looking for a deal, you got a deal looking for cash, that's what we do. We meet every minute of every day online. All right, one more strategy we'll wrap this up. This is called buying a property subject to the mortgage. This is buying real estate and owning real estate with no money and no credit. I am a nationally recognized expert at teaching this strategy. I might possibly be the national expert, but I'm certainly a widely recognized expert who's taught literally tens of thousands of people how to do this. If you've ever heard of this in Texas, there's a pretty good chance Uh, whoever told you about it learned it from me or learned it from somebody who learned it from me. So what does this mean and how does this actually work? How does buying real estate work? When somebody buys real estate, what do they do? They go to a title company and they sign a stack of documents. Most of the documents are disclaimers and disclosures, but there's two documents at the closing that actually pretty much make the closing happen. The two documents that make the closing happen are the deed and the note. The deed and the note. Notice these are two separate instruments, a deed and a note ever name goes on the deed, that's who owns the property, that's a transfer ownership. ever name goes on the note, that's who's responsible for the mortgage, that's where you sign a mortgage, a deed and a note. Now normally it's the same guy on both, right? A guy buys a house, his name is on the deed, his name is on the note, he owns a house and he's responsible for the mortgage, that's normal. He moves into the house, it's his house, and all the rights and privileges, and responsibilities and benefits of home ownership they all go to him, it's his house. At the end of the month he gets a statement from the bank says you owe us $1,000. He writes the bank a check for $1,000. Bank cashes the check, bank's happy, he's happy, everybody's happy, that's how it works. And then the guy goes on to get married. And well, you know, Texas is a community property state, so when the guy gets married, the wife is added to the deed. Now there's two names on the deed, his and hers, but his name is still the only name on the note. Just because somebody's taken on or off the deed, that does not in any way, shape, or form affect the note. And then time goes on and things don't work out, and they get a divorce. And in their situation, the wife gets the house in the divorce. So now something kind of interesting has happened. Now her name is the only name left on the deed, but his name is still the only name on the note. So the question is, as long as he keeps sending a check every month to Bank of America, or she starts sending the bank a check every month, or a tenant or a property manager, a neighbor, investor, friend, or family member, or somebody sends the bank a check every month, the question is, does the bank care who sent them the check? No. There's some dude at the bank opening envelopes like, oh, we got a check (laughs) for the right amount. It came on time and it cleared. We're good. So if you're listening to my story so far, I just told you all a story about a woman, about a spouse, about a person that was able to acquire real estate, even with no money and with no credit. There it is, an example of somebody acquiring real estate with no money and no credit. All right here's the really good part. You can all do exactly the same thing and you don't have to get married to do it because here's the deal. Here in Texas, anybody, anybody, anybody here, anybody can go up to any homeowner that has any loan, any mortgage from any lender on any house at any time and you can make them an offer. And the offer any of you can make with any homeowner that has any loan, any mortgage from any lender on any house at any time is this. Here's the offer. I will make the payments on your mortgage for you going forward or I will find somebody to make the payments on your mortgage for you. Going forward, hold your question. Uh, What's the catch? The catch is you have to hand the deed, which is ownership of the property to me. It's called buying a property subject to the existing mortgage. You do this with any homeowner that has any loan from any lender in any house at any time, and the only person on the planet that has to agree to this transaction is the person whose name is on the deed, not the bank. The bank has no say in this transaction. It's actually federally regulated. 1982, Garn St. Germain Act, anybody can deed their property to anybody they want. Anybody can pay somebody else's mortgage if they want to. So if you're listening to me closely, here's what you just heard me say. You can buy any house in Texas from any homeowner in Texas that has any loan from any lender, and you can buy that person's house at any time, and you can even buy that person's house even with no money and even with no credit by simply offering to take over the payment on their mortgage or even offering to fine somebody to take over the payment on the mortgage in exchange for them, simply handing the deed, which is ownership of the property to you. It is called buying a property subject to the existing mortgage. And once you learn how to buy real estate with no money, with no credit, then how many houses can you buy? All All of them, look. When somebody's in financial distress, they're in financial distress. They got a house and they got a mortgage. Is their house the problem or is the mortgage the problem? Owning a house is never a problem being responsible for a mortgage, that could be a big problem when you're in financial distress. If you solve the big problem, i.e. take over the payments or find somebody to take over the payments in exchange for solving the big problem, you them to transfer the deed, which is ownership of the property to you. So simply agreeing to pay a seller's mortgage going forward in exchange for the deed. Now, once somebody transfers their deed to you, you now own it. You can do whatever you want with it. You can renovate it, retail, sell it to somebody else. You can wrap it, you can assign it, you can keep it as a rental property, you can keep it as your own homestead if you'd like. I've helped many of my friends here in Texas buy their very own homestead with this little or no money, no credit needed strategy. How much money can you make? Well, you're gonna see there's a lot of ways that you can make a lot of money once you learn how to buy houses with no money and no credit. Small flip, at least $10,000, typically a lot more, and this is another little or no money and little or no risk strategy. Let me walk you through an example of a deal. This is one of the $30 million worth of houses that I personally own uh, here in Texas. And I said before, look, if I wanted to buy $30 million worth of houses traditionally, I'd have to put down 20% every time I bought a house. I'd have to be a multi, 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 multi-millionaire just to become a millionaire. Well, I wasn't a millionaire when I started investing in real estate. So how in the world was I able to accumulate a portfolio of $30 million worth of houses? Well, most of them were purchased using exactly this strategy, subject to, including this one. So let me tell you about this one. A woman owned this house worth $150,000. She only owed $110,000 on the mortgage. So this house has $40,000 of equity. She she had it rented out. The owner had it rented out for $1,600 a month rent. The mortgage payment, including tax insurance, is $1,100 a month. So this house is generating $500 a month of gross cash flow. It should have, could have, would have been a perfect rental property, except for one major problem. This woman had lost her job. She was continuing to collect the rent because she was living off of the rent, but she stopped paying the mortgage. Four days, four days before the first Tuesday of the month, when the bank was going to foreclose on her, I knocked on her door. Hello, can I help you? I am here to help you. But what can you do? There's no time. They're going to foreclose on me. How can you help? They're going to foreclose on me. There's no time. What can you do? How can you help me? What can you do? Here's what I can do. I can stop your foreclosure. I can reinstate your loan. I can catch up your mortgage payments. I can make your mortgage payments for you going forward. I can even repair all your credit. Well, that's amazing. What's the catch? You simply have to hand the deed, which is ownership of the property to me. And she said deal. So why did she say deal? Because in four days, she's losing the house. That was a done deal. But she wasn't just going to lose the house. In addition to losing the house, she was going to get a little bonus to go along with it. A bonus that nobody wants. A bonus called a foreclosure. And this is what I said to her. A foreclosure, you don't want a foreclosure. A foreclosure is the atomic bomb of credit hits. It's the big one. It's the beginning of a 10-year nightmare. It starts with the sheriff and his deputies dragging you and your family and all of your possessions to the curb in front of your friends and neighbors. It's 10 years of dealing with the IRS, potentially garnishing your wages to collect on a 1099 that could be issued against you for up to the full value loan. It's 10 years of having the lender potentially file a deficiency judgment lawsuit against you for up to the full value of the home. It's 10 years of dealing with creditors calling you, hounding you day and night to collect on the judgment from the lawsuit. It's 10 years of not being able to buy another home, not being able to buy a car, not being able to get a credit card, not being able to open certain bank accounts or even certain apartments or even get certain jobs. In other words, it's a bullet to the head and nobody wants all that. And I stopped all of that from happening to her and she was thrilled. And the bank was thrilled. They didn't want the house back. They just wanted their money. So I gave them their money. And the tenants were thrilled. They didn't want to get kicked out of the house. They wanted to keep renting the house. So I let them keep renting it from me. But mostly I was thrilled because for $4,500, which is what it cost me to reinstate that loan, I now own this $150,000 house. It came with a loan. It came with $40,000 of equity, all mine. Came with tenants paying me $1,600 a month rent. After I pay bank $1,100, I put $500 back in my pocket. And if you think that's cool, my wife and I own $30 million worth of these properties. Some of them took small amounts of money like this. Most of them honestly took more money than this. That being said, some of them took absolutely no money at all. So how many of you would like me to walk you step by step by step through how to do this deal? All right, we're all out of time. That was kind of obnoxious. We're almost out of time. We're, we're almost done. But I, I will finish. I will finish. And I'll take some questions, too. Uh, so I will finish this. Look, I, I love this strategy. I do this. I love this. But I bet you don't understand why I love this so much. You know, some of you are like, oh, you're making 500 a month. Yeah, that's not it. $500 is not going to affect my life or my lifestyle in the slightest amount. That's not it. What I love about this, by doing this over and over and over again, over the last 20 years, my wife and I were able to accumulate a portfolio that's now worth $30 million. In fact, just over the last three years, that portfolio went up in value by more than 35%. In other words, just over the last couple of years, we became more than $10 million richer from having done this thing over and over again, this thing that took little or no money and no credit. That's what I love about this. This is the strategy that allows anybody, regardless of money, credit, income, etc., to become multi- multi-multi-multi-millionaires. That's what I love about this. And once I realized the wealth potential of this strategy, I actually made one additional tweak to the strategy. I no longer buy these houses in my name. In fact, I no longer buy these houses in my company's name. Now when I buy these houses, I prefer to buy them in my IRA. How many of you were aware that you could do this transaction with your IRA Okay, for the rest of you, yeah, for the rest of you, by the way, you can actually do this transaction in your IRA, (laughs) yeah, Quest Trust, whose offices we're sitting in, is a co-sponsor of the Texas RIAs, right? Come to the workshop, they'll set it up so you can do it with your IRA. So what happens when my IRA does this transaction? My IRA issues the $4,500 reinstatement fee to the bank. The deed then transfers to my self-directed IRA. Every month, the property manager deposits $1,600 of rent into the IRA. Every month, the IRA automatically issues a check for $1,100 back to the bank to pay the mortgage, and $500 goes back into the IRA. But that's not the good part. Then what's the good part? Over the next 25 years, this property doubles in value, and it'll double again. And even at very conservative appreciation rates, it'll almost double a third time. Something interesting happens to the loan in this property over the next 25 years. What happens to the loan in the property? Just paid off by the tenants. Thank you very much, tenants. In other words, every time my IRA does this deal, my IRA ultimately ends up owning an asset worth about a million bucks that by then I own free and clear. And because my IRA is also a Roth IRA, when I sell this asset in retirement, 100% of the proceeds are tax-free. You all just see what I did? I just showed you how to turn a $4,500 IRA into $1 million tax-free, doing one deal, one time. The average retired person at the age of 65 has a net worth of $62,000. It's pathetic. If you just did this one deal one time in your life, you'd be 25 times richer than the average retired person just doing it once. But I'll tell you something else. I've never seen somebody do this deal once. 95% of the people will never do this deal. And 100% of the people that do it once, then what do they do? And they do it again. And then what do they do? They do it again and again and again. And like 20 years later, they're standing in front of a room full of people talking about all the times they did it. So one last time, how many of you would like me to walk you step-by-step-by-step through how to do this deal? Okay, I'm going to walk you step-by-step-by-step through how to find this property, how to get it under contract, which contract to use, which attorney and title company to close at, and how to go through all the operational steps for doing this. So I'm going to walk you step-by-step-by-step through all of that. But that's going to take us about three days. So we're going to have to finish at the workshop. And there we go. And by the way, I'm not going to teach you just one trick at the workshop, although that's a pretty cool trick. I'm going to teach you the other 11 strategies that you're going to love just as much as that. I'm going to teach you all 65 marketing methods. I'm going to teach you the clothes. I just taught you your first clothes. That was the atomic bomb clothes. Literally, I said those words to that woman. She gave me your house, handed me the deed, and said thank you. I mean, think about that. In my mind, I said magic words, somebody handed me a deed and said, thank you. Why did she say th- thank you? I gave her an ouch. She was about to get a bullet to the head. I stopped the bullet, right? Which was a great deal for her, right? And a great deal for me as well. Those are the closes. Thousands of people have started their careers at this workshop and you can too. And if you register tonight, you can even come for free. Now, when you register, you get something called the starter kit. Let me tell you a little bit about the starter kit. There's some cool stuff in the starter kit. Obviously you come to the workshop, There's a uh, a Texas money guide. There's a training program. Uh, There's a little business plan generator. Fill out a little survey. It's going to spit out a business plan customized for you. Uh, And then uh, come to the workshop. I'll teach you how to implement the plan. The last step of registering is it'll dump you into the online Facebook group, uh, which is where you can interact with me and all the other members. That's where you get access to deals and money. Uh, So make sure you go all the way through and join the moderated private group. Pick the do- location and date that works best. Let's, let's do a little survey. How many of you would like to come live and in person? Who wants to attend live and in person? Okay, how many of you would like to attend online? Who wants to attend online? Okay, a couple of you online. Who, who does not want to attend? Who does not want to attend? Wow, either, either I'm doing really well or you're all being nice. But okay, I think we got everybody. So that's fantastic. We look forward to seeing you guys. Uh, for those of you, and it's not most of you, but for those of you interested in commercial, you definitely want to take advantage Uh, of the event in August. Very rare, uh, unique opportunity that's in Dallas. There's some cost to that. I give you a code if that's something you're interested in. Um, So I'll put the link up one last time at the very, very end. So let me do first, uh, um, uh, uh, does anybody need this website? Write it down if you're interested in it, if you didn't get it before, realestatemastersevent.com. And then the code uh, was that number. And you got to do this now if this is something you want to do. If it's not something you want to do, I get it. Uh, But VIP is the discount code. If you register now, you get this thing for $800 off. So that's a really, really great deal. Okay, so um, let me answer some questions uh, for you guys. Oh, a little quick housekeeping thing. People ask me, um, can I get copies of your presentation? You can. We post them on our social media. We're on Instagram, we're on uh, uh, Facebook, we're on Texas RIAs, just look for, I'm sorry, on YouTube, so just look for Texas RIAs, join us on, online. And we broadcast there as well. Um, I think I covered the starter kit. The, 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 the event is 24 hours over three days. We're gonna go long Friday night, long Saturday night uh, We end early Sunday. So by long, I don't know, we may go till 7.30 at night. Just kind of depends on you guys and your questions and how the whole thing is going. Uh, I'm gonna start each morning. I do the whole thing myself. I'm gonna start each morning, nine o'clock sharp. Please get there by 8.30, 8.30 at nine. We'll do questions and answers, case studies, examples, nine until the end of the day. Each day uh, is gonna be solid training. Bring a notepad. You're gonna fill up the entire notebook or notepad with notes. Uh, Show up, be interactive. Ask questions, even if you come online, turn on your cameras, ask questions. I tell everybody I'm not here to entertain you. I'm literally here to change your life. Uh, if you're looking for entertainment, I suggest you don't come and instead just attend a Netflix marathon. In three days, you could probably polish off five seasons of some fun show. Uh, but if you really wanna change your life, you know, show up, uh, ask questions, take notes, and uh, be prepared to learn some skills that very few people uh, ever learn. Uh, how much experience do I need to do this? of the people that come to the workshop are rookies just getting started. 25% are experienced investors, but they're coming to learn some of the more advanced skills only we teach. Can I bring a significant other? Highly recommended you do. Uh, Drag them by force if necessary. Uh, I promise you will be glad that you did because if you don't bring them and then you go home and say, honey, I'm buying a house, what is honey gonna say? I mean, they're gonna say, what are you crazy? Uh, I will make it fun for them. I can't tell you how many people have come to my workshop they weren't even interested in real estate, and it ended up changing their life. And you know, uh, Olivia was kind of talking about her story. I'm going to tell you the rest of her story. When she came to this meeting, she was on a date. She had no interest in real estate. I mean, think about that. She had no interest, and then she came up and said, "I don't think there's something I could even do anyway, right?" And and it ended up changing her life. So uh, I'll make it interesting. I promise. Bring your son another, another. Uh, bring your friends. Whoever you want to bring. Uh, How do I know this is the real deal? My advice is don't ask me. Uh, Ask somebody who's done it. We actually invite everybody that comes to the workshop to give us a feedback form, handwritten review, and we post 100% of the feedback forms online for the whole world to look at. So you want to see thousands of reviews? Go to that link. Now, why would I post every single feedback form for everybody no matter what they say? Go look for yourself, and I'll tell you what you're going to see. 99 out of 100 all say the same thing. Oh my God, this was literally a life-changing experience. You don't believe me? Go look for yourself. And you can't fake handwritten notes with names on them. Uh, Yeah, don't believe everything you see on the internet. Um, Where do I get my tickets with the starter kit? If I want more help, the last step of registering will put you into the private moderated Facebook group, and that's where you can interact with all the other people in the group. So with that, here's what I'm gonna do I'll put the link up one last time, and I'm actually going to stop our broadcast. So let me stop the broadcast. And uh... Texas's
0: largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.